You're listening to The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio, starring Dan Peck. Have you seen the card for the New Japan show tomorrow? It's going to be sweet. Eric Flores. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, go ahead. And CKCC Radio's founder, Chris O'Mealy. Breaking news. I have a crush on Sasha Banks. Listen to CKCC Radio wherever you find your favorite podcast. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to the first Nerd Table of 2022, which is really, really weird to say, and I'm looking forward to how many times I'm going to botch the year writing documents at my job this week. I'm Chris O'Mealy, joined, as always, by Dan Peck and Eric Flores. How are you, gentlemen? Oh, your base are belonging to us. Is it, is it safe to come out? Like, is this year going to be better than last year? I don't know. It's 2020 part two. Uh, I mean, I was just like, I was so happy. Let, let's talk about something really, really sad and really disappointing. But I, I got something, a message from somebody, and I have to say that it's canon in order for it to, like, enjoy. Like, the last thing that 2021 took from us was Betty White. It was fucking sad. But then somebody told me, no, no, no. 2021 didn't take out Betty White. Betty White took out 2021. I saw that and I agreed with it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. She like grabbed 2021 by the throat and said, fuck you. You're coming with me. (laughs) Just like Harry Potter with Voldemort in a movie. Let's finish it how we started. Together. Yeah. He gives him a big hug and then jumps off. I had just read, too, that they were going to stream Betty White's 100th birthday as, like, a celebration in movie theaters. Yeah. I remember us talking about it a few weeks yeah. ago. So she went 17 days short of 100 years old. Dude, and I read something where they were like, you know that you've had a hell of a legacy when you die at 99 and people are like, it was still too early. Yeah, that's true. Betty White's first acting credit was a short called Time to Kill, where she played Lou's Girl, and that came out in 1945. Her first recurring role was on a TV series called Life with Elizabeth, where she played Elizabeth. And that was from 1952 to 1955. That's friggin' crazy. And she also did the rare thing, because most people that do this lose their career. But her mid-career was she did a bunch of game shows as contestants, as like special contestants. Yes. And her husband was a game show host at the time. Yep. And that extended her career until she eventually nailed Golden Girls, and that show's a classic. She had the Betty White show. Yes, she had in the late seventies. Yeah, she was on the Mary Tyler Moore show, and then she was on the Love Boat. <laughs> well, I mean, Kevin Nash is on has been on the Love Boat. <laughs> Mama's family. 
And then here we go. 1985 to 1992. The role of Rose Nyland on The Golden Girls. And I think that was 35 years ago. So crazy to think about. I saw something that messed me up really bad mentally where they're like, just so you're aware, 1980 is as far away from 2022 as 1980 is from 1938. And I'm like, that can't be right. And then I did the math and that's 42 years each direction. And I wasn't okay. Like, I'm not okay hearing that. That was like the thing about Jurassic Park's closer to the moon landing than we are to Jurassic Park. I know. I'm not, it's These are things that are just not okay. <laughs> and you're just like, son of a bitch. And you're like, Jurassic Park came out in 1993. That was like 10 years ago. <laughs> and then you realize, oh, shit. No, it's not. Because it's really, really not. Because Jurassic Park is about to turn 30. Yeah, I'm going to start maybe hearing about the 20th reunion, high school reunion soon. Yeah, we didn't even have a reunion. We have not had a high school reunion yet. As far as I know, we don't have. But then again, most pe- most of those, they go based on the old senior yearbook. And I'm not in my senior yearbook. It doesn't even say that I'm missing. I'm just not there at all. Are you in contact with anybody at all that you went to high school with? I am Facebook friends with like a handful. Okay, there you go. So, but but I don't know if any of them graduated with me. <laughs> well, by the way, I graduated in August of 2022 when I was supposed to graduate in June of 2021. I mean, 2020, 2001, and 2002. Um, so I had a graduation class of maybe ten because it was a summer school thing. So we didn't get any. We didn't have like a you know, ceremony or anything. And my mother had to hassle the school for about six months to even send me my diploma. Jeez. So I was six months deep in Canada before I got my high school diploma. The physical diploma. It's fun. So other than the Golden Girls, was there a Betty White role that you really enjoyed? That stood out to you. Cause Do you remember? It's, it's probably been 10 years now, but they had a special Saturday Night Live hosted by Betty White. It's on Hulu. When you log on to Hulu, it's like the first thing. Because everybody came back <laughs> to do the <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> I don't really have anything like memorable, but there was like a, a line that she said to somebody... Where it was just like, oh, that's a very nice ring. You know, uh, back in my day, if you wanted to fuck somebody, you had to get married. So I married three people. <laughs> I married like three times. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds like Betty White. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I think I really only know where is Rose from Minnesota. So uh, this was this was years back because Shannon and I were still either early on, possibly even still dating, not even engaged yet. But she got me to watch The Proposal, which, of course, Betty White is in, which is a very entertaining comedy. And I liked it a lot more than I thought is I would. Is that the one where she sings low? So 
Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is, works for Sandra Bullock, and Sandra Bullock is about to get deported back to Canada. So she forces this guy to marry her, and then she has to do the whole meet, you know, meet the family and which pretend. is funny because Ryan Reynolds is the Canadian in real life. I know that's what makes it so entertaining, and the, it's it's a very very entertaining movie. And she sings low, which, in case you were wondering. Is the song that goes to the window, to the wall, to the sweat pours down my balls. She also had a guest voice on The Simpsons I always really liked, which was, it was a 2000 episode from season 11 called Missionary Impossible, where Homer becomes a missionary. And he's on this island and he introduces them to illegal gambling, which causes them to go apeshit. And he names the little girl Lisa because she reminds him of Lisa. And it's Yardley Smith doing basically just Lisa's voice. But what I always found funny about it was the, uh, at the very end of the episode, it turns out that, like, it looks like Homer's about to die in a volcano. And then they just turn the episode off and it's Betty White hosting this, uh, this phone panel of people who work for Fox, basically to be like, oh yeah, we're raising money to keep shows like this on the air. And then she turns off an episode of Family Guy while she's talking about that. And the panel is Mulder and Scully, Bender, Hank Hill, Thurgood Stubbs, for those of you who remember the PJs. Oh, the PJs in the projects. Uh, And then Luke Perry's on the panel. And then, of course, it's Rupert Murdoch. And Rupert Murdoch answers the phone and he's like, holy crap, you're going to donate how much money? You just saved my network. And it turns out it's Bart. And he just goes, well, it wouldn't be the first time, and just smiles at the camera. Oh. Oh, yeah, Betty White was in Lake Placid, where she's the old lady that feeds the giant alligator that's in Lake Placid. Yep. She, like, feeds it cows from her farm. Oh, yeah, because Betty... there was an episode of Raw she guest-hosted. <laughs> yeah, but... The, that same episode of The Simpsons, she's hosting a PBS panel and goes after Homer, and it's it's actually Sesame Street characters attacking him. <laughs> Elmo knows where you live was the big threat from Elmo. See, there's a, there's a Simpsons reference for everything. Apparently she was on The Bold and the Beautiful for like an entire season. She was in your favorite Pixar movie, Dan. Yeah, I saw that. She's <laughs> bitey white, LOL. Because <laughs> for those who don't know, Dan's favorite Pixar movie was Toy Story 4. That was the first time I think you ever watched a movie and then angrily messaged me about what you just saw. What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? <laughs> I just remember, you're just like, okay. I think he's a little angry at uh, what he just witnessed. And I don't blame you, people. Don't blame you for that one. That one's not good. I was like, I'm wasn't... I, have, I, have my, I had my old ladies crossed for a minute, because I'm like, I could have sworn Betty White was the grandma and grandma's boy. And I'm like, oh, no, no, that was uh, Doris Roberts. Yeah, it was Doris. Another one of the... Raymond's mother! Yes. But also... Um, Ellen's mother. Ellen's mother, yeah. 
She seems like people would bring her in for like three to five episodes on the show here and there for like the last 20 years. So, yes. So that was the that was the last FU from 2021. Mrs. Wilson in a Dennis the Menace home video release. That's unfortunate. It probably sucked. <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> anything other than our cartoon, the actual cartoon show from like when we were kids. Do you know Dennis the Menace is completely different in England? What what is he called? Is it like a British I, term for menace? No, it's still Dennis the Menace, but he looks completely different and acts differently. Oh, I feel like this is going racist. Where is this going? Here we go. Dennis the Menace UK version. T- t- type that into uh, your Google machines. Listen, Do I have to? I don't want to alert the FBI. <laughs> Do I have to? Yeah. It's just, it's completely different. It's not racist or porn or anything. All right. I guess I can. It's just completely different. I I wonder if everybody at home is doing this as well. (laughs) Well, They're probably listening to us while they drive. He's wearing a red and black striped shirt, sideways striped shirt, so he's Freddy Krueger, apparently. And he's got white, black hair. Is that a possum? What the fuck is that? It's Nasher. Thank you very much. Looks very Disney-ish. Yeah, all right. I mean, it's different, but if he's still... Apparently, it's supposed to be a tripound. That's supposed to be a freaking dog. (laughs) Uh, That don't look like a dog I ever saw. (laughs) It's like a weird rat. (laughs) Like the lamp, not the rat! That is not a dog. Good God. He also had a pig named Rasher. I, I kind of want to know how you figured this out. Same. Yeah, what did you figure out? That... just heard about it one day and I looked it up. <laughs> there's a different Dennis the Menace in England. Did you guys know? That in England they have a show, they have a version of The Office. Yes. <laughs> Are we gonna we're gonna start one of these trends, right? That's only like two seasons of six episodes each. I wonder how many people think that the British version ripped off the American version, because you know somebody out there has to think that. Oh, I'm sure fifty percent of the American fans at one point thought so. They have to, and there's probably people who still do. They have to. They're probably like, oh, I can't believe England is just ripping this off. And they're just like, did you see their first episode? It's the exact same as our first episode. What a rip off. It is. It's a word for word. Uh, the first episodes are word for word the same. Except for like the name of a character or the name of the place. Like everything else is like word for word. So. There was a uh, ripoff of the Big Bang Theory that showed up in Belgium called, like, The Physicist or something. And oh, yeah. And when the fans found out that it was a ripoff of an American show, 
they boycotted it so bad that the show got canceled immediately. You have any idea how many American shows are ripoffs of shows from other countries? Oh like, yeah, and they do it too. The shows on television, and they do it too. You ever heard of Kimba the White Lion? Well, that now could... we're just—I mean, Disney Animation is. <laughs> Ninety percent somebody else's shit. I mean, they take a lot of inspiration from fairy tales and make them their own. In some cases, they change them so dramatically that it doesn't even resemble the original story. For example, well, to be to be fair, ninety percent of fairy tales are fucked up. I think the, my favorite one was somebody was like, you know how many things they changed in Hercules? And I'm like, do you know how Hercules could not have been made? <laughs> like, Hercules could not have been made if they went with anything close to the original. Good lord. Because 90% of, like, old fairy tales ended with, like, and then they cut his head off. And then he died. <laughs> then they brutally murdered him. Well, let's focus on positive things that may have happened in uh, 2021. Now, moving forward, with the group starting to expand a little bit, and that's one of my goals, is I want to really increase our community here. Because uh, we used to do year-end award shows in the wrestling community, and they were pretty damn popular. I want to do that again with the Nerd Table group, and I think we kind of we kind of came up with the idea too late and didn't really get it off enough traction of it to to really focus on doing a year end award show, it, which it, which is kind of unfortunate because 2021 was the first complete year that we did the Nerd Table because Eric and I started it in the summer of 2020. And I joined in like October or November. Yeah, because you messaged me after the first episode, and you're like, "I want in." <laughs> He le- he did. Dan messaged me after the first episode and was like, I want to do this. Because we were both over the the weekly wrestling show because we'd lost all of our co-hosts and neither one of us were really watching anymore. And when the pandemic hit, wrestling just got to be tedious because shows without live audiences can be very, very difficult to watch. Part of the art of pro wrestling is ebbing and flowing with the fans. So it got got to be a tedious thing. We're like, well, we're not doing this anymore. So let's do uh, let's do something else. So we did the nerd table. So yeah, what uh, what movies did y'all see this year that you really liked? Oh man, I saw a lot of movies. Yeah, there was. Uh, I saw this year. It's fucking two days, man. I haven't seen shit. Oh my god, you're gonna be one of those guys. <laughs> Yeah, you're one of those guys. This used to—I don't know if he listens to this, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do a call-out story anyway, because <laughs> do you know what I'm about to? Do you know the story I'm about to tell? Probably. I'm just—I was laughing because you're gonna call someone out. Oh yeah. So Joey Image would always get to that point where we would start talking about what would be happening in the Royal Rumble that was coming up, the January wrestling pay-per-view, which I always watch that every year because it's a very entertaining show. 
And people would start talking about this year's Royal Rumble, but they'd be doing it in December. And he was always the one that had to chime in and be like, this year's Royal Rumble already happened. Like, you know what we're talking about, but you got to do that friggin' that friggin' context grammar Nazi bullshit on social media. And that always raised a good argument for me, because I've gotten into arguments with people before about them being grammar Nazis. And then I've also called people out for poor spelling and grammar, and finally somebody was like, what's the difference? How come, how come you're picking and choosing? I'm like, oh, it's easy. It's a context thing. If I write to you on instant messenger and I spell a word wrong, or my phone autocorrects something and you start ripping on me for that, you're an asshole. If you are having an argument with me about something and you're calling me stupid and you and you say you're an idiot, Y-O-U-R, then I get to call you out on that. It's a context thing, people. It's always been about context, but nobody wants to, everybody wants to make everything black and white. And it's not how the world works. Context is key. Does that make sense to you two? Because you guys have nice big working brains. So I feel like you would understand that. I say, yeah, if it's text-based, then you let things slide. Yeah. If you're writing a book or you're writing a Yeah, unless you're uh, writing a missive. (laughs) Yeah. If you're, I, I, I feel like <laughs> any message delivered via phone, you have to, like, autocorrect sucks. We all fucking know it. It really does. Especially when it autocorrects stuff that I didn't mean to autocorrect. Like when it turns into on. And that yeah. pisses me off so much. Because why would you autocorrect that? They're both common words. Or out. To uh, to it or put, I've gotten that one before. Or put, yeah. Or duck, I, yeah. Duck is the worst. I've never meant to say duck in a sentence ever. You know what's funny? My phone <laughs> finally figured it out, and the one time I actually meant to say the word duck, it changed it. <laughs> and I had a big laugh about that one. I'm like, because of course it did. <laughs> You said, like, hey. no, I meant duck, and your phone was probably just like, well, no, you fuck didn't. me, I guess. The fuck <laughs> you did? You didn't mean duck. Got any grapes? And I can prove it mathematically. <laughs> God damn. Right, so I have a list of 16 movies that came out this year. And you've seen them all? No. I've seen... We, will, <laughs> we shall see. These are the notable movies that we had listed as possible candidates when we were coming up with awards so black widow this is alphabetical it's black widow seen it yes and it was amazing i loved it Especially actually the, this is a good way to die this would be a good way to die <laughs> actually I, shannon flat out said that's her favorite mcu movie really yeah. i liked it i enjoyed it and the reason i had to like i literally watched it because of hawkeye i got to a point where I was just like, well, fuck, I guess I gotta watch Black Widow. <laughs> you mean to, you got to, like, the, the last couple episodes? I got, like, uh... I don't want to do spoilers right now, but I got to the part where you meet someone, mm-hmm. and I was just like, huh? The end of a certain episode? You know? I yeah. think we can discuss what happened on Hawkeye at this point. Because I kind of feel like been two weeks now people would have watched at this stage 
So, as we'd already knew, Florence Pugh's character was going to show up in Hawkeye eventually. Yes. And she does. And I want her and Kate to have a buddy comedy. Yeah, by the way, the two of them, they had that one long fight and yap session in the one episode. And I think they are going to be a highlight of the Avengers movies for the next ten years. Yes, I think so. So, <laughs> yes, uh, I, I liked the Black Widow movie quite a bit. Yes, it was very enjoyable. Uh, I think the last movie I saw for the year was uh, Encanto. I've not seen that yet. And it's not on this list, but I, yeah, I, I have uh, yet to see that, but it's available, so I'm going to see it. Uh, to, I'll quickly mention two movies that I have not seen yet, but will. Okay, so we're just doing mid-sentence interruptions now. Is that how this is working? No, I actually really got fucking thirsty. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just go. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right, this is how this is working now. Okay. No more no more pop it event the intros. Now Eric's just going to pop it in the middle of the episode. It's going to be like an Easter egg to find in every episode. When did Eric open the monster? At what At what point? We're somewhere in the 24-minute mark. I don't know the exact second because it's already passed, but somewhere in there you can find it. <sighs> All right. So I have not seen No Time to Die or Ghostbusters Afterlife yet, but I plan on changing both of that since I have a three-day weekend. Uh, I was going to watch the new Bond movie tonight, and then I that my local theater has one showing of Ghostbusters Afterlife tomorrow. <laughs> So I'm pl- gonna go. I'm gonna go see it just so I can have seen it, and we'll be able to discuss it. Um, I also, okay. I also have not seen the the two latest Marvel movies, not Spider Man, the other two, but Shang Chi is accessible for me to watch. So I'll probably and the Eternals will be available on the twelfth. Yeah, so it's not gonna be that further, much further along. Right. But so we have now mentioned half much of the other movie. Uh, next movie alphabetically that I have listed is Doom. Part one. Did not see it, but Dan did, and Dan already discussed that. And I believe it is my movie of the year. That's pretty cool. So, take that for what you want. Did you watch Dune, Eric? I have not. I have. uh, (laughs) I haven't watched Dune, period. There's also Free Guy, which apparently is going to be hitting HBO Max soon. So That's supposed to be very entertaining. That's why I'm going to do this. Ghostbusters, yes. Uh, hey, do you remember earlier this year? I mean, technically last year. It was pretty early in the year. It was like March, I think. Godzilla vs. Kong. Enjoyed it, but I haven't... N- none of the new Godzilla movies have blown me away. Uh, I would say, yeah, I enjoyed it, but I, it might be my bottom of the of those movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Best one is the Skull Island. Skull Island's the best one. Skull Island was really good. I like Skull Island a lot. The best one of all of them so far. Of the, what, five? Four. Four. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Skull Island, Godzilla Kong. Okay. Also, or way earlier in the year, 
Justice League with Snyder Cut. I enjoyed that. I I thought it really really made the the Justice League movie, which I did not care for. I thought that the Snyder Cut was what it should have been, and I not only really enjoyed it, but it made me excited to see more DC unit like those DC Universe films. I was okay with the original movie, but this one's way better. It's very often that a director's cut of anything is the best thing. Like, because you get all the stuff that should have been in there in the first place. Well, I mean, all those extenuating circumstances of the thing, right? Like, this freaking kid kills herself, so he has to stop making the movie. So they give it to Joss Whedon, and then he has to make he has to try to make his own movie with like less than a third of it to be filmed left. I know it was, yeah. and then Warner Brothers got involved, and it just it had no shot. They should have just shut it down. But they're like, we have to get our crossover movie out as fast as possible. Next movie on the list is. <laughs> Disney Pixar's Luca. Yep, saw it. Seen it. Seen it. It was enjoyable. I don't have a very positive opinion about Luca. I I don't remember it, so I probably agree with you. I thought that Raya and the Last Dragon was very good, though. What's the matter with you, a stupido, or whatever? Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Uh, The cat was a badass, though. I love love the cat. Machiavelli. Alright. Next was Matrix Resurrections, which came out on the 26th, so... (laughs) Okay, so... I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, alright, so I said said this was going to be a 2022 project. I'm going to start watching lots of full-on movie series to catch up on stuff that I've never seen before. I've infamously said, and I've said it for years, that I'd never watched The Matrix. I'm changing that. I'm going to watch the trilogy. I'm going to bite the bullet and force myself to do this, and I'm going to watch the new one. And when I do, I will provide a review on this podcast. So, and I think I'll, I think I'll start the year with The Matrix stuff. Mm. Well, why not? Because it's available on HBO Max anyway, so I could I can easily finish... I can. F- I started the year with the return to Hogwarts. Yes. Well. Well. I want to talk about that. I, I want to talk about yeah. that, but I want to talk about that as its own thing. So let's finish yeah. up these movies. Uh, also, early in the year was Mortal Kombat. That was good. I like that. One of I. I said it's the best video game movie adaptation I've seen in my life. Because I can't think of another video game turned movie that's been better than that. I, I mean, Uncharted's right around the corner. Detective Pikachu, but I don't know about the Detective Pikachu game, but the idea of implementing the world of Pokemon into a movie. Well, I that was brilliant as hell. But yeah, like like you said, it's I associate it more as a Pokemon movie than a video game movie. And yes, I understand Pokemon started as a video game, but it kind of became its own thing. Pokemon became a culture. Yeah. There's anime, and then there's Pokemon. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
right, uh, No Time to Die, James Bond movie. Haven't seen it yet. On my list. Yeah. We're going to talk about F9 at all? Speaking of movie series where I think I'm going to bite the bullet and watch them all. I've seen the first two in reverse order. That's all I've seen. Well, you know why I want to do that? The reason, the main reason I want to do that is because I want to do a Chris Ranks the Universe on the Fast and the Furious series. You're going to say 10 movies and add Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah, that's actually exactly what I'm going to do. The whole thing. Okay. It's a lot of movies. I think the last one I saw and I'm, I'm, is Tokyo Drift. Like, I, after Tokyo Drift, I was like, eh, I'm kind of done. Kind of done with the fast movies. <laughs> I've well, seen Too Fast, Too Furious, and then I saw The Fast and the Furious, like, 15 years later. <laughs> <laughs> I own The Fast and the Furious on DVD. I own it on VHS. <laughs> and I do not know anything past that movie. Other than That's the, the rock shows up. About that. So long ago. Fast and the Furious is so long ago that the things that they were stealing, remember, were standard definition televisions with VCRs built in. Yeah, that's what they were hijacking. Those were the big electronics they were hijacking. I mean, th- those are the money makers. Can't find, can't find them now. That means they're rare. And if they're rare, the price goes up. Yeah, because now people want to play their retro consoles and they don't look right on your big 4K TV because it gets stretched. And I kid you not, CRTs, they're like the old school computer monitors, they will sell for so much fucking money right now because they don't use the uh, the way they, they, they show the image. It's just a lot smoother on a CRT, and you don't get this like weird color thing. It's really hard to explain, but if you're a true gamer, you play on a CRT. But they don't make CRTs anymore. You know what I remember when I got my my HD TV as like my it was my graduation present for graduating college. I got my own HD television, and I hooked up the Xbox 360 with the HDMI cable, and the first thing I had to do was recalibrate Guitar Hero yeah. to work with my flat-screen TV because you have to calibrate it or it literally you literally can't play it. Good God. There was just no processing power behind it. There's too much electronics now in a screen. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. But then again, I complain about that, but I, I also remember turning on a TV and having to wait for the fucking video feed to, like, illuminate and everything. We had to wait for that sucker to warm up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything looks red for, like, ten seconds. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Speaking of red, Red Notice is the next movie on the list, the Netflix movie. Good movie. With- with Dwayne, Ryan Reynolds, and Gail Gadot. Have not playing seen it. Dwayne, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. <laughs> Have not seen it. Heard good things, though. It was an enjoyable movie. Like I said, it's like an Indiana Jones cross 
heist movie. Same time. That could be fun. And there's a setup for a sequel. So, it's all good. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. On my list. You mentioned you haven't seen it. Really fun. Aquafina is really good in it. And is and is a highlight. Aquafina was really friggin' good in Ray and the Last Dragon. Because she's the dragon. And she's friggin' hysterical. I hope she has a nice long career. The, the Spidermans? Which I haven't seen yet. The Spoodermans? Yes. Spooky Spider? Uh, I would... I will... Go out and just say that No Way Home was probably my favorite movie that I saw of 2021. It probably would have been mine, but I haven't seen it. So then there's The Eternals, which again I'm waiting for the 12th, and I'll let you know uh, after that. <laughs> like I'm also interested in watching The Eternals. I just did not want to pay for it, and uh, now I just can't find time. <laughs> yeah, I gotta wait till the 12th. Um. Also, remember, in I think early summer, the Suicide Squad. That was fun. That was a fun movie. I, I love the over-the-top, ridiculous violence. Good stuff there. Good stuff. We had a plot, and we actually got Starro in a movie. <laughs> the Which fucking. There's a kaiju up in this bitch. Which, by the way, in like another week or so, is the Peacemaker show on HBO Max. Mm, we'll see. We'll see if I'm going to watch that. I haven't decided who, yet. Who's playing? Who's playing Peacemaker? John Cena! Is he really? Yeah, he's Peacemaker in the movie. Well, yeah, but I didn't think they would keep him as the... Okay, all right. Yeah, so they shot the movie, and then all the quarantine stuff kicked in again. And they were, and he was like, "I was just sitting at home, and I wrote an entire series for Peacemaker." And I called up John. He's like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> and last on the list is Raya and the Last Dragon, which I very much enjoyed. Did anybody see Venom? Let there be carnage. I haven't seen the first Venom movie. Yeah, me neither. Answer that question. I need to, though. I liked the... uh, I I really did like the first Sing movie. So I will see the second one, which I've heard is even better. But I have a thing against seeing uh, kids' movies in the theater because of the kids Kids? that are present. (laughs) <laughs> so like when we had our company event and we saw Christmas vacation on the big screen, like obviously it was just everybody working for the company and a lot of people brought their families and some of the kids were running around the theater, like even during the movie, but it wasn't bothering me at all because I'd seen this movie so many times in my life. And I realized that if it was a new movie where I was trying to concentrate on it, I would have been annoyed. Like when I went and saw fucking Rogue One. I told you my Rogue One story. 
there's a fucking family there taking selfies before the movie. It's like the f- baby's first movie or something. <laughs> They're like sitting there taking selfies and yapping, and the movie's starting. And I'm like, bitch. I'm like, bitch! I come to see this movie at noon on a Tuesday for a fucking reason. <laughs> because there should be three people in here with me. Did you actually say anything to the family? No, I just looked at them and got mad at <laughs> internally. <laughs> oh, I have told people in a movie theater to shut up. 100% done it. Uh, did any and that, that led to me eventually becoming over the theater experience. I want to see The King's Man. I do too. I love the I love the, the two movies. This is a prequel that takes place in the early 1900s during one of the world wars and Rasputin's around. Yes, Kingsman movies were a lot of fun, so that's on my list as well as something that I very much want to see. Are you going to see Rumble, Dan? Is that on your list of things to watch? Rumble? Yes. It's professional, giant monster professional wrestling by WWE Films. I thought WWE Films was done. Uh, they're, They're involved with this. It's a Paramount Plus movie. Look, Ben Schwartz is in it. It was that... released on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ben Schwartz is in it. That's usually enough to at least spark my curiosity. Will and... Arnett. Terry Crews. Joe Roman Reigns on Hawaii. Tony and Danza. Becky, Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is in it. Ben Schwartz is like eighth or ninth on this list, dude. And of course, John DiMaggio is one of the supporting voice actors because, of course, he is. Ben Schwartz is listed tenth. Ben Schwartz. I'm on the wiki page, so. Yeah, I'm on the wiki page as well. Apparently, Stephen A. Smith's in it, so I'm guessing he's playing Stephen A. Smith essentially. Also, I didn't realize that the new Resident Evil movie came out this year. Oh, really? Welcome to Raccoon City. Last Resident Evil movie I saw was the third one of the original group, where the entire time I was like, oh, and this is when this happens, and then it would happen. It was, like, so predictable. And you liked it. You liked 8-Bit Christmas. Yes. But that's that's a Christmas movie. Even the, I would, you have to be really special to be a gimmick movie and make a best of overall list. Elf could have. Uh, I got a movie that came out this year that I saw and I liked despite the reviews, and that was Halloween Kills. A lot of people didn't like it, but I found enjoyment in it. Yes, it has a really, really dumb ending, but it's also setting up for what's to come. I also have not yet watched The Many Saints of Newark, but I very much want to. That is the surprise. I feel a lot of people. A lot of people didn't like it because, and the way what I've heard is, a lot of people thought it's a Tony Soprano movie, but it's not. It's an overall 
Jersey family movie. Yes, which is why people... And I'm just like, so let me understand this. You decided what the plot of the movie was going to be, and when you didn't get the plot you wanted, you decided that you didn't like the movie. You thought the entire movie would be Teenage Tony, and it's not Teenage Tony. <sighs> people just... Mm, just... <sighs> one of those things, man. Just stop... Building stuff up in your head to be something that it's not going to be. Uh, did you guys see the new Space Jam? I did, yes. Uh, it was cheesy goodness. It was enjoyable. It is not a good movie. <laughs> no, it is by far a terrible movie, but it was fun. But it was fun. And I, I had fun watching it. So. Mm -hmm. It had a good story i mean had a good uh good whatever, graphic. Life, life lesson to tell that was telegraphed in the first five minutes of course of course but um yeah. all right so what we're gonna do guys for next year is we're gonna do a year-end award show uh movie of the year will be one of the the categories and we're gonna do the three of us are gonna pick we're gonna have the hosts pick what the best movie of the year was and then we're going to tabulate your votes and come up with what your movie of the year was. And we're going to do that for other categories, too. Uh, best new TV series, which I guess we can also incorporate, like, new seasons of stuff. Yeah, I have, like, what's your season two and Ted Lasso season two listed. Yeah. Uh, Ted Lasso. What a great fucking show. Yeah, I got to start yeah, that. I'm, I'm, hearing, hearing, I'm hearing great it's stuff. Apple. It's on Apple, and so... <laughs> Um, so what, you guys, stuff? what you guys like from this year? I have a list. Um, I never even heard of a couple of these ones. For All Mankind is on here. Oh, uh, I put a bunch of stuff on there because I was Googling, like, what some of the best got, stuff like, of the year was. Hawkeye, Loki, WandaVision, What If. The Marvel Aquaman stuff. Is... Yeah. Yeah. Um, then the... there was Squid Game was this year. Which I never saw, but people loved it, so... I... Oh, just about everything about though. Um, bad <laughs> batch about society. The bad <laughs> batch, and of course they did, they did the visions thing with the different animators. They kind of animatrixed Star Wars for a bit there. Um. So yeah, what did you what did you guys like? From, I liked all the Marvel things, but I think my favorite overall was Wandavision. I did like Wandavision. Hmm. I, I kind of want to know what, like, this the the, the silver vision is doing. Yeah, but I think I really really enjoyed. Um, shit, I can't. You know what? No, I think it actually might be Wandavision too. I did like Loki though. I fucking love Loki. Just the ending to Loki, to me, is what did it for me. Because, like, it, I think it's, like, the first one that literally, you can stop it there and then immediately watch into, the like, the, the new Spider-Man movie. You can watch just that, the new Spider-Man movie, and you're, I'm already fucking hyped. Because it ends with him coming back, and he goes and talks to Owen Wilson... 
And he's like, tells him everything that's going on. He's like, okay, cool. Uh, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause, oh, shit. Because <laughs> once you, if you, you stay all the way to the end credits of No Way Home, and then they're just like, hey, here's Multiverse of Madness. And you're just like, well, shit, I'm hyped for this. And I didn't even like the first Doctor Strange movie that much. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Eric. I think WandaVision overall was my favorite. I liked... I liked Falcon and Winter Soldier as an overall... uh, What do you want to say? As a continuation. I thought that Loki and Hawkeye both got off to weak starts but finished strong. But WandaVision I enjoyed the entirety of. I liked the twists and turns, and I liked where they went with it and what it set up for. Because Falcon and Winter Soldier didn't get me hyped for anything, and I wasn't into Loki and Hawkeye at the beginning, but by the end, I was hyped for what's to come. WandaVision, I was into it the whole run and hyped for what's to come. So yeah, I gotta gotta agree with you. I'm gonna go with WandaVision. So all three of us pick WandaVision, huh? I mean... When it's great, it's great. Yes. Um, so, there's no way Kingpin's dead, by the way. <laughs> no. God, no. There's no I way. don't oh. care if she shot him in the dome piece. He is alive. I don't, like, okay. So, I have a feeling, like, out of all the things to happen, it might be, uh, what's his name, who actually f- ends up fucking saving him. Daredevil. Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. Born the exact same day as me. December 15th, 1982. Same year oh, and everything. There you go. Yep, yep. Same exact everything. Except He's for your, baby time of the day. He's your super birthday twin. Yeah. Well, of course, he was born in London, England, and I was born in Chicago. <laughs> so. uh, totally the same thing. <laughs> same place. It's the same place. Oh, the crime is exactly the same. And they uh, they both have the same amount of guns. Now imagine talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier. That that had to have been, that had to be a show. Imagine if they tried to do all that in a movie. They couldn't. <laughs> I don't think anything that we watched this year, as far as TV shows, could have been a movie. Uh, maybe Loki, like because it, it was all over the place all the time. They probably could have cut out some sort, like some scenes, and turned it into a movie. What if they made Black Widow a series instead of a movie? Mm, yes. Uh, ten out was a six episodes. Ten out of ten would watch. I think that's also why we got her in that, so so we could learn more. About Yelena and let that all happen with Yelena. Anyway, Yelena was might be the TV. best new MCU character. I'm um, thinking, like I said, her, Yelena and Kate, they're back and forth during the fight and everything. It's going to be great. God, yeah. All right, so video games. What did you get this year in video games? Uh, let me see. I have a list, and I played none of them, but I own one of them. 
No, wait. I played Back for Blood. Okay, I played that. <laughs> so that's my game of the year. Because <laughs> I played one game that came out this year. Yeah, I have... Uh, I bought the Grand Theft Auto trilogy, and I don't recall getting anything else really new this year. Uh, so I know Halo Infinite was a big one that people loved. Mm-hmm. Again, that was only this the last month. Well, that was only December. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a big one. Um, I have a list. I mean, uh, Back for Blood, Call of Duty, Vanguard, Deathloop, Far Cry Six, Guardians of the Galaxy, Halo Infinite, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Resident Evil Village, Returnal, and Unpacking. I've played none of them. Wait, I played Unpacking. Oh my god. Uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl were two big releases this year. Oh yes, those those remakes that came out this year. Those were those were those were really big. Um, of course, I got the Animal Crossing DLC, which in some ways was almost in a separate game just because of how friggin' how much there was to do. They released a new Boy and His Blob this year? I had that on the original NES. Oh, I, I, I think they released it for the Wii, and then they probably platformed it over. Mario Party Superstars came out this year, and apparently it's the best Mario Party since, like, some of the original ones. So. Well, because it they brought in games and levels and maps from original ones. They also made it... That's what it is. That was the whole point, is it's a best of the original three or four Mario Parties. Yeah. Plus, they uh, I know in, in some of the later Mario Party installments, they changed the board where, like, everybody was traveling together and there was less effect on certain stuff, so... That was... Yeah, a... everyone together in, like, a car, that was weird. That was a weird choice. Uh, you guys have Metroid Dread, don't you? Yes, but I haven't played it yet. Eric, you have that, don't you? Or is he out walking the doggy? Uh, that's right. Eric's walking the dog right now, so I'll have to save the uh, the chat for that. Uh, I'm looking at the list here. I know Dragon Ball Z Kakarot came out, but that did not get very good reviews. That was this year? Well, it came out for the Switch this year. I don't know if it's... Uh, Popping up anywhere else, but I'm I'm just kind of January sixteenth, twenty twenty. By the way, I did my first video game of the year, Dan. Three hundred sixty-five days of video games. Uh, I've populated the list, and I'm going to just pick a game and post it on my Facebook every day of the year. It's the whole list is pre-populated. The only thing was Super Mario Brothers was handpicked to be the first game. And yes, I've so today's game was Mario Twins. They look the same. I also uh, handpicked the game I'm going to do last. Everything else is going to be a complete randomized drawing, including for my birthday. Where my my Simpsons project, I saved Hank Scorpio for my birthday, and that was really difficult because <laughs> I'm like I would look up lists of characters and be like, so who haven't I done yet? And be like, oh, there's Hank Scorpio, but I got to save him. It's rough when your birthday's near the end of the year, Dan, and you're doing a daily project and you want to save something for your birthday. Yeah. You know about your birthday being near the end of the year? 
Indeed. Uh, it's It can be rough. Are you looking forward to turning 40 this year? I mean, you can only look forward. Don't look back. I guess. I guess that's a thing. Uh, what else did we want? Do we So, what we want you guys to do is throughout the year, we want you to A, help us come up with categories of things to do. For so a like year one of them more. was like, I mean, you got like, what's the best song of the year? What's the best album of the year? My issue is. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. I don't listen to anything. I was just picking stuff that artists that I like released, but I, I don't want it to be like that. This is a this is a democracy. The people are decided. Anybody going to pick up on, on where that quote came from? It's, I don't care to. Do you know where that came from? That's Phantom Menace. Oh. Them arguing why would, with... Why would you use that line? <laughs> because, a million other lines. Because I thought of a quote involving democracy, and I immediately thought of that Phantom Menace. A disrupted communication can mean only one thing. Invasion. Invasion. So, uh, we can do it based on whatever you guys want that would work for nerd culture. It's a thing that came out during the year. Yeah. thing that happened during the year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We can even do an award that is like, what are you most hyped for in the, the next year for stuff that's announced for it, so. Best celebrity breakup. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Eric, have you played Metroid Dread? Uh, yes, and then Pokemon came out, and Shin Megami Tensei came out, and then they released Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I've started it. <laughs> I hear it's very, very difficult. Yes, yes it is. There are bad guys that you can't touch. So you have to run until you get the right power up, and then you can fight them. <laughs> yeah, and even world. when you get the right power up, you they still can't touch you. Like, if they touch you, you're dead. You have to, like, get them and use the right power-up at the right time. I, since we have a collection of wrestling people in the group, I'm willing to do a wrestling match of the year category for them. Because we, we, at least 50% of the group are wrestling fans, because we brought so many of them over. And that's that's an easy category. And what's fun is that for something like that, I know that people will, because the voting will be done on one of those Google documents, so we can, so I don't have to count anything. Every it'll count it for me. And I know that there are people who will literally vote for stuff just because it sounds cool. I remember uh, one of the girls in the tournament group told me that when we were doing the the tournament of best women's wrestler, she was picking the girl that had the coolest sounding name. <laughs> I'm like, I, I respect that, actually. I mean, this, that, that's like uh, people that pick March Madness brackets. And you go, ooh, they're the Cardinals? I like Cardinals. And they bring them all the way to the championship. <laughs> they don't know where they're from or if they're any good or anything like that. They go, yeah. the St. Louis Billikens, the fuck is that? And they just have them lose. PC load letter? The fuck does that mean? <laughs> 
yeah, all kinds of all kinds of stuff we can do for year end awards. Uh, we're also we also talked about doing a Hall of Fame for nerd culture stuff. And I think I said it was it was something like we would induct we would do like uh we would do it by quarters. Each quarter we'll do it we'll do an award ceremony, and it was going to be like uh, we'll induct movies. We can do like five movies per ceremony, like three TV shows, maybe like two musical artists, four video games, and then I forget what the last one was going to be. It was it, I, I came up with a list. It was a five, four, three, two, one thing. Um, I forget what the one was going to be, but yeah, it was like it was like five movies, four games, three shows. Two musical artists and then a thing. <clears throat> and then something else. But you guys can tell us what kind of stuff you want to do, so and this is this is what we're here for. We wanna we wanna grow the group, we wanna expand it, we wanna do more stuff, so we need we need people to help grow the group. Uh, and thanks to everybody who hung out with us while Dan and I celebrated the new year on Animal Crossing. As Dan ignored his entire village and came to my island to to ring in the new on, year with my neighbors. On the day I actually had a full village. Yeah, the first day you had a full village. You said, now nah, I'm, I'm going to go hang out with your people. And then, of course, January 1st is Bob's birthday, my favorite Animal Crossing villager. And he was like, yeah, I used to get taller on birthdays. Now I just get wider. So and my, my first birthday is Tiffany on the 9th. I'm going to, I'll come by for Tiffany's birthday. I'll buy her a present. I'll buy her some hooker heels or something. It's actually, of course, we got the fishing tournament on the 8th. Yes. CJ will show up. You'll do the fishing tournament. Catch some fish. Catch them fish. Uh, so, what are you guys looking forward to in 2022? Like, I've I've told... I, I talked about my goals and my New Year's stream. Uh, I'll, I won't go into full detail here, but it'll be... Dan and I discussed all the projects that we want to do. I said, I'm going to work on the book. I'm going to get my IT certification. That's all. I actually signed up today as we're recording this episode. I don't know when we're publishing it, but it is January the 2nd as we're recording. And I officially signed up to take the courses. So I'm going to start working on those. Probably do like an hour a night or so until I get through everything. It might take me the full six months, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Like, take your time with it. It's fine. Yeah, but well, I'm not. I'm not worried. Things that you can blow through, and I'm not worried about. Yeah, I, I'm not worried about spending the money on on the course because I know I'm going to make it back in my first year as an IT guy because of how much money IT people make. I don't want to sound like a money whore, but that's literally why I'm doing this. Also, I do genuinely enjoy. it. IT stuff, and I want to get better at it, but it, it also helps that you know they're uh, they they make some money. 
Any movies coming out in 2022 you're looking forward to? I've got a list of movies here. Um, Morbius is right around the corner here. Morbius looks amazing. I can't. Morbius that was supposed to be out a year ago? Yes. It was supposed to be out in 2020. We are but, getting... You know, certain things happened. We are getting a new Hotel Transylvania movie. We are getting a new Scream movie. Don't we are... We are getting a new Ice Age movie. Uh, there's something coming out called Moonfall, which I'm trying to figure out what the plot of this is. The moon is knocked from orbit by an unknown force and put into a collision course with Earth. Okay. But the moon is not what it seems. So that's going to be an action film. It's an egg. Uh, what about, uh, let's see here. Let's, let's let's get real, okay? Thor, Love and Thunder, Wakanda Forever. I'm not, even, forever, I'm not there yet. Two, Doctor I'm, Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I'm not even there on the list yet. I'm looking for for other stuff, but yeah. Uh, there's a new Jackass movie coming out for those of y'all who are a fan. Apparently there's a movie called <laughs> it's, Nope, it's, Nope coming out. Jackass, the new Jackass is just a bunch of people wearing no mask <laughs> walking around. <laughs> They're too fucking old to be doing shit. What are they going to do? What aren't they going to do at this point? I feel like the new like the new crew for Jackass should involve Pete Davidson at some point, and then like whatever shenanigans he gets up to. <laughs> okay, I got to look up this movie called Nope. The Batman comes out on March 4th. That looks really good. Oh, it's a Jordan Peele horror movie called Nope. Just gonna just gonna nope right out of that one, Dan. Yeah. Well, Jordan Peele's first horror movie I thought was shit, and I got so much heat for that, but I don't care. I hated it. Did not care for it at all. Sonic the Hedgehog two. First one was pretty good. I did like the first one. Yeah. Fantastic Beasts: The Secret of Dumbledore. So, uh, have you even seen the second Fantastic Beasts? <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay, I watched it a month ago for it to just be out on HBO Max now. Um, it seems that J.K. Rowling has an interesting overarching story, but does not have interesting individual stories this time. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, Multiverse of Madness, of course, comes out May 6th. That should be pretty friggin' good. Top Gun Maverick. That's been sitting around for like four years waiting to come out. That's a sequel I don't want and will not see. Just, yeah, I have no no interest in that whatsoever. However, I will see the Bob's Burgers movie. That'll probably be amazing. I'll watch that. I love Bob's Burgers. I will also watch Top Gun just because, well, if it wasn't for Top Gun, we wouldn't have sport bikes the way we do now. And that makes, that? and that's going to make me go turn around and see the sequel. Is that where we're going with this? No, but I feel like I owe it to him. Like uh, the, the reason 
the Kawasaki Ninja is the way that like just sports bikes in general are so popular now is because of Top Gun. That scene where he's racing a jet with a fucking motorcycle made everybody was like, man, I should probably get a fucking motorcycle. <laughs> I guess a motorcycle would be pretty good here. Uh, is anybody going to see Jurassic World Dominion? Eventually. I, I, I might, <laughs> unfortunately. Those are my guilty pleasure movies now, <laughs> the Jurassic Park movies. They're yeah, fun. The one started so good, just to end so weird. Yeah. I was going to do, I don't want to do a Chris Ranks the Universe with Jurassic Park movies, because obviously there's only going to be six of them. But I thought it would be fun to do all the characters that appear throughout the movies. It's gonna be not, the second Knives Out is going to be out next year. That the first Knives Out is so good. I have not seen it, but I will. Oh, you need to see Knives Out. It's it's a mystery movie, but instead of them making you try to guess the whole time, they actually kind of tell you what happened at the beginning. But you get to watch everybody else figure it out. That's interesting. Okay, and there's still and there's actually still a couple of twists. It's just not your normal mystery movie twists. Okay, that sounds interesting. I like that. Uh, the next Pixar movie is going to be called Lightyear. Yes, it's going to be about the, about actual, the actual space. Buzz. Yes, the actual space ranger. There's an Elvis biopic coming out. Who's Elvis? There's another Minions movie. I was he's like, who's Elvis? I was gonna be like, he's like the white Tupac. Oh my god! <laughs> no, who plays Elvis in this Elvis movie? Oh, what's I... it called? Oh, that makes more sense. Can we delete what I said? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Austin Butler. Oh and, dear God! And Tom Hanks is Colonel Tom Parker. Okay. Oh, it's just called Elvis. Well, congratulations. (laughs) Thor, Love and Thunder, July the 8th. That's going to be fantastic. Black Adam on the 29th. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You want to see the bad guy win? Because that's what's going to happen. Yep. Well, actually, you know what's going to happen is the bad guy's going to win, and they're going to do some kind of bullshit ceiling spell, right? Kind of thing. Uh, probably. Um, yeah, probably. Uh, a There's se- a movie called Dog coming out. <laughs> a seventh Mission Impossible movie is on the horizon. Hell yeah, they're still great. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Should be split. That's going to be a two-parter. Get the first one on October 7th. 2099's showing up. Halloween ends October 14th. I cannot wait. Because now I have to see how it ends. Are they going to end evil? That's what we're hoping. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever comes out on November the 11th. I'm still interested in what they're going to do. A third Creed movie is coming out on November 23rd. 
And then the uh, the sequel no one asked for, Avatar 2, December 16th. Uh, and then Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. As well as Super Mario Brothers. Well, now it's Untitled Mario Film. <laughs> I guess we don't know what the actual title is yet. It be called Mario something. I, I would assume Mario's name will be in it. But we know what who the cast is going to be. Chris Pratt is Mario. Anna Taylor-Joy is Princess Peach. Charlie Day is Luigi. I think I'm looking more forward to that than anything else. Jack Black is Bowser. I watched all those YouTube videos of Always Sunny clips with Luigi. Yes, with Luigi. They're freaking amazing. (laughs) And they've taken Andy Dwyer clips for Mario. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is going to be Toad. Seth Rogen is going to be Donkey Kong. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how this is going to going to happen. There's also a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because they're going to try that again every 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. That's all stuff to look forward to, y'all. Yeah, we're just taking it one day at a time. Just let, let Not to mention, like, <laughs> even more MCU shows are going to be on this year. So. Can't wait to see how the uh, how this Book of Boba is going to go. Yes, yeah. first episode was amazing. I loved it, and uh, one of my good friends was like, that was dog shit. I thought it was great. I thought um, it was kind of funny... If you look for the old Parks and Rec filibuster scene with Patton Oswalt. Yes. He literally describes the opening scene. <laughs> of him, yeah, of him getting out of the Sarlacc pit. Yep. 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 I was just like, Jesus. He should get like writing creativity or something like that for, for that show. I mean, like, what is it going to start with? We have to get Boba out of the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> I like that it's being told as a flashback in conjunction with what's happening now. So we're getting his history without wasting a whole episode on just his history. It's interspersing with what he's doing now. True. Also, Jessica Beals. Jennifer Beals. Sorry, Jennifer Beals. Did I say Jessica? Yes, you did. My bad. And I was about to be like, where? I was like, no, wait, he actually does meet Jennifer Beals. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I said Jessica, I my bad. He's not Canadianizing it. He just had the wrong first name this time. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I have been botching names since we started podcasting in May of 2013. It's fine. I don't know names. It's been a gimmick. And, and Matt Barry is the voice of the robot. The robot? Yeah. The robot? If you watch IT Crowd or um, the uh, what we do in the Shadows TV show. Oh, dude, that show. So good. He's Jack, that, the guy that plays Jackie Daytona, a regular human. I need to start watching that because I've heard that show's hysterical. I, wanna, I know it's not, related to the, yeah. it's not directly related to the movie, but I want, still want to watch the movie first. 
Yeah, I'm probably going to watch the movie. Because there's also, off of the movie as well, is the show Wellington Paranormal. So. Because apparently the cops in Wellington Paranormal are the cops from that movie. So. So I heard. Well, we shall see. It's all this stuff's on my list. I'd be watching some of it right now, but I'm talking to you fellas. I'm talking about what I'm going to watch with you fine folks. This dog is just staring at me. <laughs> I have to I have to tell you what I just did. So, dog is like playing with the cat toys and stuff like that and he went over to the uh we got like this little cat scratcher thing that kind of helps catch all the loose fur. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. So uh, he went up to that and uh, just started sniffing it. So I took it and I started using it on the dog and the dog's just like, no, thank you. I do not like that. <laughs> <laughs> now she won't go anywhere near it. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, there's, we went through the, uh, we had a weird year. We get, we're looking forward to what's coming next, but what have you guys been, uh, watching or binging and honestly, it's just playing been a lot of and <laughs> video games, man. It's just been a lot of video games. I've been, uh, I got back into Elder Scrolls online, so I've been playing that. Uh, and I just beat Pokemon Diamond, and now I'm just kind of running around and catching what I can. And I realized what they did with Pokemon Diamond and like versus Sword. You know how the the graphics are de- they're definitely different, except for the Pokemon battles. And it just dawned on me: all they're doing is they're going through and they're making all of the Pokemon models that they have, or all the Pokemon that they're out and making 3d models for them and releasing these games that way the next game that comes out can contain all the pokemon and they don't have to do so much all in one go so i actually appreciate that plus you get to replay uh you know gen 4 so i have a question for you eric because you've played you've played a lot of pokemon yeah every single one okay do you feel like the games have gotten too easy? Yes. Uh, yes and no. Because um, I'm not going to lie. the I went up against the Elite Four in Pokemon Diamond and got my ass handed to me. And I was like, oh shit, okay. And then I had to go back and actually train my Pokemon and shit. Um, I mean, like, at the end of the day, it's... Go against their type, over level, then fight them. Right. Um, you can, I, I like to do. I don't like to go more than five levels above it, just because I like a little bit of a challenge. And I had to. I have to admit, I had to over level to get to the elite four. And it's just because their typings don't fucking matter. Like because they're it, they just do whatever they have their whatever, and it's different different types. Yeah, and I should have known this going in because at one point I went to a fighting gym and he tossed out a Pokemon that that doesn't have fighting type in it. And it countered, like, 
half my fucking team. And I was like, good God, what the fuck? What is this even doing here? <laughs> Imagine going over to fight a water-type Pokemon, and you're just like, oh, it's fucking be easy. I'll just use grass-types and, and like ground-types and stuff. And then you show up, and then they they hit you with some sort of like Alakazam bullshit, right? Like, you're just like, what the fuck? Anyway... There's a lot of that. But I do agree that the game, the core itself, the core game, has gotten easier because of EXP share. Yes. Yes. And it is wonderful. It is. <laughs> I love EXP share, and I also hate EXP share. Because, because before, you would have to, like, you had to, when you had to, you had to put them first and then swap them, which meant you're now behind an attack. Yeah. Like, when you got a Gyarados in Gen 1, you had to fucking commit to that. Mm-hmm. It meant something when you got a Gyarados. You're like, oh, finally. Now, you're just like, all right, well, I'll just put a Magikarp in the back, never send it out, and somehow it magically evolves to a Gyarados. That's what I did. <laughs> but... Can- with that EXP share, though, Dan got that level one Squirtle, and he leveled up like twenty levels. Yeah, I got I, I got a Squirtle in a random trade, and level one, and I did one fight, and it went from one to twenty. Oh, so I, you know, traded Pokemon also gained more experience too. Oh yeah. Um, the reason I I don't like EXP share, and it has nothing to do with the difficulty, right? I don't think grinding is fun, so I like EXP share because a lack of grinding. But the reason I hate EXP share is because if you are EV training a Pokemon, like let's say you want ha- you want it to have max attack speed, you need to attack a certain Pokemon. If you forget that you have him in your party anywhere, he gets that fucking stat bonus. So it's harder to train competitive Pokemon. My only problem with where the newer games went was that it made it... I I enjoyed that the gameplay itself got a little easier, although it did get annoying uh, when you would, like, run through gym leaders and be like, well, there's no challenge here. What I don't like is just... There's too many Pokemon and too many variants and too many ways to evolve stuff, and you just can't keep track of it anymore. And their big solution, of course, was to... Oh, well, we'll just eliminate half the Pokemon and only put a couple of them in this game. But at the same time, I want access to everything. I wish, and I've said this before, but my dream Pokemon game would be a game where literally everything can be found in the wild, even if it's extremely rare. But you can find everything, like in Pokemon Go. I think that would be pretty fucking cool. I do agree that some of the evolution processes is just fucking bullshit. Like There's ones that I'm not even going to do. Like, Oh, yeah. There's one the ones in particular. On I can't, I like, can't remember the name. Go but you got to like catch it, go someplace at night, touch this one thing, and have it evolve. It's just... It's a I did ball. one where it has to have taken 49, at least 49 damage that is not environmental. So you can't get hit with hail or something like that. And then you have to go to a specific area and go under a specific rock. And I yep, that, that that's the one. That's the I one. did that yesterday. Fuck that. <laughs> that one was okay. But the ones where it's like, 
when you reach max friendship at night, and I'm like, nope, and like half the EVs are just right out. I'm like, no, if I can't just show them a stone, then no. Yeah. Because now it's like, get max friendship at night. Oh, I, I like the meme where it's just like the ghost type Eevee. Uh, the stone that you need is just a brick. Ah, oh, that's so horrible, but I laugh every time. <laughs> every time I laugh. It's so bad. It's so bad. And I like, always laugh. And then, like, I saw, like, well, I'm like, where, okay, where do I get this stone? It's like, how do you get this stone? You have to get the, 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 your bike to be able to go on water to get that stone. How do, where do you get your bike to go on water? Route eight. So I'm like, almost done. I have like two gyms left at that point. Like, that's the thing, right? I feel like once you beat the game, open up where you can purchase stones, like, in the end game somewhere, even if you need like battle points or whatever, but like, no, you still have to go old school. Like even in this, the, the, in diamond, right. You still have to go to the underground and dig it up. Yeah. Well, that's, that was what my idea was. The rarest stuff, even the most complicated evolutions could still be found in the wild, but they'd be extremely rare and you'd have to go to the deepest, darkest, like parts of the lands to dig something up. I'll give you an example. A wild-ass Charizard, right? The starters alone are going to be rare to find, but if you actually want to capture a wild Charizard, then there would be one specific area in this giant world where you can encounter them, and even then, it's going to be difficult to do, to find them. True. I think it'd be the other way around for me. I feel like, because if you think about it, right, like the Charizards, Blastoise, and Venusaurs... They're very tough Pokemon, so there'll probably be more of them than there are Squirtles, Charmander. Also, also they're, ev- they're the everybody's choice of a starter. Every single person in that world had the choice of one of those three, which means there's got to be a lot of those three. Okay. I mean, that's a fair thing to say, but that still doesn't mean that the evolution... I mean, so that's that means, how they... So that means there's probably farms... That make Charizards, Bulbasaurs, and Squirtles. Well, you could also make that part of the game, too. You could find, like, a Squirtle breeder. Because they're baby's first Pokemon. Ooh, ooh. How about this? Make it part of the game, but then you find out that the reason everybody has the same three fucking starters is because Team Rocket is, like, mass-producing these fucking Pokemon. I mean, that could be a case, too. But it was also something I actually like about the modern games, though, is that there's more to the story in the game than just beat these people, then beat those people, and hey, congratulations, you're the best. There's um, in Sword, it seems like there's gonna be some kind of galactic threat coming, and we're gonna have to have to find the legendary Pokemon and fight the galactic threat. <laughs> yep, something like that. I mean, I'm still fighting gym leaders, but that's the way it seems, because they're talking about collecting all these things because something's happening soon just like in the past when you beat the game we, we when you beat the game we're gonna have to talk about this again because i felt like the story was such bullshit in in sword and shield i love the games but the story is just like you know i have five of the five of the badges now so 
Also, I kind of liked them when they were just badges. Like, the last few have been like, we're making a collage with your badges. <laughs> yeah, just to write a passage. I'm like, I kind of like having, like, a box with badges in it instead of, like, I'm making a weird, you know, stained glass mural Dan, I have with a, my badge. I have a question about the badges. Did you earn all of them, or did you get some out of sympathy because you stopped Team Rocket from burning down the gym? There is no Team Rocket. As a matter <laughs> of fact, the only like bad guy group is the um, Team Yell, where all they are is like fans of this one girl who's in. That's the other thing too. Like in Galar, where this is based. Like, they make a big deal about the gyms, like, it's like a whole, like, yearly tournament thing going on. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. It's not just like, well, 10-year-olds periodically come through town to face the gym gym leader. It's like, no, it is time for the thing. It starts with everybody at, like, the biggest arena stadium, like, getting introduced and everything. And they're like, they're all going to try. It's crazy. And at times, I wish that I was just a kid going from town to town. And I miss some of that kind of stuff. But at other times, there's other times where it's like, well, it's like, it's a bigger deal here, I guess. Because, because there's supposedly a great galactic threat coming to kill everybody, maybe. I don't know. What do you think the, the galactic threat is? I have no idea. I'll give you a hint. It's a Pokemon. It's a super bad. <laughs> you don't is. say. <laughs> it generally I'm is. Like, I'm like, it's either a Pokemon or somebody controlling a big bad Pokemon. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like... Yeah, in the Pokemon series, it, it normally comes down to the big threat is a Pokemon that's being controlled by an evil organization. Or the Pokemon has a stomach ache and is really pissed off. Like, it's it's just one of the two. It's just like, I'm having a bad day. I'm going to destroy the planet. So, <laughs> and then you go also, over there. Like, also, the Meowth in this region is different, and it's creepy. Oh, yeah. The the Galarian, um And then you can get a Perserker instead of a Persian. Yes, I have a Perserker. But, like, the original one, it looks like it has a beard that, like, goes over its belly. If you look at the lore for it, it's supposed to be like a a, a Viking cat. It's yeah, like, it's like a Viking. I like the Alolan yeah. Meowth because it's a dark type. Yeah, well, this Meowth is steel type. Which makes no sense, but, you know. Because it's a fucking Viking. It's got swords or some shit. So, at some point, maybe this could be something else I can work on this year if we had enough interest for it. But I want to actually host an MMO-style super open-world Pokemon game with people. Where you guys could put, travel as a party, you'll encounter wild Pokemon, you'll get them, you'll train them, you'll level them up, and... You should check out the game Temtem. Tem, I know, I'm aware of Temtem. <laughs> it's, it's Pokemon. It's a big Pokemon MMO, but it's not Pokemon. But it's also not Pokemon, yeah. Now, I've also considered doing my own original thing, but... Yep, you could, you could encounter everything, every variety of everything... A, a super rare legendary would be like, I mean, I would probably make it still kind of, there'd be times when you would have to fight over who gets to catch it, but then there'd be like 
like the one shot things where I'd be like, all right, you can all catch it and have it, but you got to beat it first. So good luck. I would, I would do it in this in this manner, right? You have your common Pokemon, so your normal types basically, and then you would have your uncommon Pokemon, which would be fire and electric, because uh, they they're pretty much are already uncommon. Because <clears throat> they're not normal. Have, yeah, they're they're not normal. They're not normal Pokemon. Um, you can have yeah, like your your fighter, your fighting, and your normal. I don't even maybe know even I... maybe even most of your steel, right? Because it's just they're a fighter, but they have. I feel metal like metal claws, or they have. Uh, if a it sword. has an element, if it has an element, I feel like it would probably be uncommon to see it, right? With the exception of grass, because grass is fucking everywhere. No, but I know what you're saying. Like, certain fire types, like a Vulpix or a Growlithe, you could probably find in an open field. But Magmar, you're going to have to venture into a fucking volcano. Right, exactly. So or I feel like depending the on the one more, that I just got. And then I would put mythic Pokemon, like Mew, Jirachi, and, and, and them. I would put them as, like, special event Pokemon. They are going to be in the hardest places to reach in the game. No, I wouldn't even make them available until certain... <clears throat> events happen. So, like, let's say um, for Mew, he only shows up on February 29th. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, right. So, like, once every four years. But that that's, I mean, the lore behind him is that not many people has, has ever even seen this fucking Pokemon. So, that, that would be one way to do it, or something similar. Like, it, it has a random chance to spawn within the month at a certain time at a certain place. So, All that's right, a 1 that's... in 30 chance, and you only have, like, a 10-minute window or something to find it. I would also make it so that, like, let's say let's say six people are, are playing this game, right? Like, this game that I'm hosting, there are six people. I would take a super legendary, like, an Articuno... There are only going to be six of them in the existence of the game. So everybody has a chance to find an Articuno for themselves, but they're the only six that exist, which means if you beat it in battle, guess what happens? Your opportunity's fucked until y'all find another one, and then one of you ain't going to get it. So it could I, I would make it party play, and there'd still be a fair element, but it would also be like, like if you're in an open field and you find a Rattata, I'm going to make it so that every, obviously there's going to be tons of them. So you just got to choose one and go for it and take your turns. But if you're getting something rare, you're only getting that one opportunity to catch that Pokemon. All right, so are you going to make it happen or what? I feel like that's that would be even more rare than the the fucking... Mew thing that I pitched out. Because at least, if you fucking kill Mew, or knock him out, there's always next leap year. <laughs> also, I know it would make the game way too easy, but like, why the fuck can't I capture passed out Pokemon? That would be the best way to do it. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I agree with that logic, but Again, that would mean you would catch every single Pokemon that you were face. 
That's true, but at the same time, would you want anything that you could knock out with one hit? <laughs> I think it's because you're actually killing them and Nintendo just doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, they're fucking dying. <laughs> you're a, a 10-year-old like mass murder. Well, that's the thing, like around. you're in the middle of the wild area, like who's going to show up and heal those fucking Pokémon? Yeah, no, they're fucked. They're fucked. Yeah. Another Pokémon's going to come over and eat it. That's basically what's going to happen. Well, I think I'm going to I'm going to make it I'm going to have a hit point uh counter where the the lower and weaker it is statistically the uh your your chances increase statistically, but then there is going to be a death factor. You know how in like D&D when you hit that certain negative hit point, you can't recover from it. Your character is like go dead below your if you go into the negatives to your maximum hit points. Yeah, you're fu- you're you straight, straight up die. Straight up dead. Straight up die. No death saves that I was here. Exactly. Straight up die. That shit fucking happened to me. I was so mad. It actually pretty- it happened to me towards the end of our last adventure because it was a thing where if you touch it, you took blah 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 blah. But it was a thing where like I believe to advance the story to the conclusion that we are very close to, I have to touch said thing. And it was you take. A hundred and whatever, and I was a wizard, so <laughs> that sucks. I was a um, wild magic sorcerer, so still not a whole lot of hit points. Yeah, and <laughs> I mad- managed to cast a uh, well. My wild magic spell changed it to a fireball, which broke off a piece of this like um, not awning. But uh, what do you call it? Balcony. There we go. This piece of the balcony, and I fell off a cliff. That was it. <laughs> the the, the fire. I survived the fireball damage, and then I fell off the fucking cliff, and then I was that was pretty much. It. I was gone. Because yeah, falling damage is, is a d six for every ten feet you fall. Yeah. Jeez, Eric. Guess you hey, just. Ah, pet ownership. Pet ownership is the best. Yeah. I'm kind of glad we don't have a cat anymore. I mean, there's things you miss, but there's the things you definitely don't miss. I love uh, yelling at my cats for eating stuff that they shouldn't be eating. You enjoy that? Don't eat cardboard. Do you (laughs) enjoy cleaning their shit? I mean, no, but anybody hear that? Cat just got on my lap, and she cried. I heard you were talking shit. Yeah, she basically showed up right when we started talking shit about pet ownership. And now she's here on my lap. My sweet little girl. I don't know, Lillian. (laughs) All right, Peregrine. I called Perry that once. I said that's his full name. Shannon didn't get it. Per- Peregrine Took. She's like blocking the microphone with her ass. Nice. <laughs> this would be so much better if it was a webcam show because everybody would be able to see this right now. <laughs> She's just walking around, <laughs> smells like bitch in here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Lily is. We, we've 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 done like the 
we've done like this stuff for our cast before where it's like, what Hogwarts house would they be in? And we're like, oh, Perry is going to be a Hufflepuff. But Lily? Slytherin. Yeah, no, Lily's a Slytherin. And it's like, what Animal Crossing personnel? I do imagine are they? most house cats are one of those two. They're either Hufflepuffs or they're Slytherins. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, like, what personality type would they be in Animal Crossing? We're like, well, Perry's a lazy. Lily's a snooty. You guys, you're my favorite things in the world, but at the same time, you're also frustrating as hell. That's pet ownership. All right. This concludes this episode of Podcats. You remember? Do you remember when we were going to do that? Well, I mean, it was always just a joke. I mean, because at one point the three of us all had a cat. And we were just like, we're going to do, we're going to do a show called Podcats. It's just going to be our f- video footage of our cats. My favorite cat story is um, a Pat cat story, where one of his cats went. Had one of its normal crazy times and knocked his TV over and broke it. <laughs> yeah, they do stuff like that. I don't remember who said this, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to speculate because I don't want them to. I don't want them to uh, either get pissy or whether I'm telling the truth or not. But I do remember distinctly that one of my friends had a rant about how about how awful pet ownership was because of how much they would break expensive stuff of yours. And then they went and had kids, or a kid, may have just been the one kid, who then also broke something really expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the difference is, if you kill a kid, you go to jail. <laughs> Uh, you actually can go to jail for murdering your pets. Well, yeah. There are laws against that. Well, then there's people that are pissed about, like, landlords charging more for having pets. And they, like, yell about, what about kids? And I'm like, well, that too, but... like, And they're like, well, my cat isn't going to do shit. And I'm like, you want to know why? Because this happened to my sister a couple of years ago when she moved out. Uh, of her, her and her old roommate moved out. Her pet, her roommate's pets destroyed that fucking place. They had to redo every floor and half of the walls. That's why you pay more for having pets. <laughs> yeah, they I remember do that. being friends with the kid, and he burned down his parents' house. Yeah. Oh, oh you want to hear an interesting house story? <laughs> the house I grew in. For the most part, when I was in New York State, in Constantia, New York, it was a double wide. The house was essentially an accessory to murder. So, this couple had bought a piece of land and had a house built for their son to give at, like, college graduation or something. And... They ended up having a split, and the wife said, well, I'm just going to go take the new house. 
the son overhears this, flips out, and kills both of his parents. A few years later, my family moves into said house. Was the kid still there? No, he was in jail <laughs> for murdering his parents. Now, the funny thing is people hear about this and they're like, man, you know people got killed in this house? It's like, no, people were killed over this house, but no one was killed in this house. <laughs> oh, good God. So that's an interesting story I've actually never heard before podcasting with so you. That folks. was the house I lived in from right before fourth grade through college <laughs> until we moved to North Carolina in 05. I had no history in the house I grew up in, although John Salinas, if you're listening, claims that he felt cold spots and believed my house was haunted. There, you know, it's an old house. With cold spots. <laughs> there was literally... Turns out, turns out, Chris just had really good air conditioning. There was absolutely no possible way that that house was haunted because of all the years I lived there, I would have experienced something that would have made me think it was. So, it's one thing I can say. Absolutely. I thought my house was haunted. It just turned out I had a cat. Oh, yeah. The... When you own a cat, the monster under your bed is real. It's like, that door just opened itself. Nope, cat. Nope, cat. You ever, like, <laughs> pick up the cat, put it outside, close the room, turn it around, and then your cat is already on the bed. And you're Harry. Like, what the fuck? Harry. I just put you this down. 100. Bullshit. <laughs> 110% Perry. Because it's happened. Oh my goodness. Not only are they back in the bed, they're also already asleep. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that's what I want to do. Why are you doing this? <laughs> it's like the scene in Monsters, Inc. when he puts Boo inside the door and closes it, turns around, and she's already behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. some cartoon bullshit, yeah. That's Cats. And they dance, 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 and they dance, dance, dance. My favorite was I heard this weird noise coming from under the bed the one time. I'm like, what is that? It was Perry snoring. <laughs> he was right underneath my pillow. And I turn down and I, I peer under the bed and I just see him looking at me. I'm like, oh, hi. I guess that explains that. There's a monster. I think there's a monster under the bed. Yeah, you're right. You're right. right. Uh, it's it's nature's perfect killing machine, but it weighs ten pounds. I know. So we so all we do is pick it, pick them up, and kiss them. Yeah, and they can't do shit about it. <laughs> nope. My favorite is when we're holding Perry, and he just puts his ears down but does nothing. He's like, he says, "It's just I'm unhappy. What are you going to do about it? Jack shit is what you're going to do about it." I I love owning cats. You want a dog? Please take it. No. Please take this dog. No. I mean, take my dog. Please. Take my dog, please. Nope. Not doing. Not doing it. 
What are you doing now? Why are you doing that? Ah, the eternal, the eternal questions of life. What are you eating? <laughs> what? You, where did you even get this from? She just brought it in a towel. I, we don't have towels in this room, and the door's closed. <laughs> Well, she must what have. The fuck, this dog is magic. She must have a secret stash. Where did you somewhere. get Panera from? We haven't been to Panera in three months. <laughs> oh, I'm a Panera. He's like, I don't remember eating corn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fat bastard. <laughs> carrots. Why are there always carrots? I didn't even eat carrots. <laughs> oh man. Well, that got that got disgusting real quick. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So yes, uh, 2022 is shaping up to be a, a fun year for us, and hopefully we can uh, all band together and defeat the evils of the universe, like the the evil virus and all that fun stuff. But what I very much want to do moving forward is uh, proceed with a new project I'm going to work on. So I've got I'm going to try to get all three YouTube channels up and running. Uh, I'll have a unique email for all of them and then they'll all follow each other so we can start on the whole follow train nice and early. Which I want to I want to remind you guys because um, you guys have been really good supporters. If you do start supporting the YouTube stuff please make sure that you're doing the whole the whole thumbs up and the and leave some comments too. Like even if you have constructive criticism I would rather hear about ways to improve content than just like have everything just kind of running and it looks like nobody's gives a shit about it. So, and that also goes for this podcast too. Like something I wanted to do. And I mentioned this in the comments in the group from last week and was immediately told things. I would regret this because it came from Ellis was, I want to start reading your comments from the previous episode on the following week's episode and following up on stuff. So if y'all got stuff to say and you'd like us to respond to it, feel free to leave those comments and we will, or at the very least I will. I don't know what these guys are going to do. And I'll start that with, uh, with this week. So on our last episode, when we did the Christmas movies, uh, Jeff Trelowitz answered the question, what has Jason Siegel been up to? Well, he's working on a new series from the creators of Ted Lasso for Apple TV. So there you go. Nice. Uh, Ted yes. Lasso, like, if you haven't seen it, man, it's fucking great. I, I'm gonna, I will start watching it, yes. Um, and then, of course, I have three comments that were given from our friend Ellis. And Eric, you're going to get to know Ellis. Whether you want to or not, you're going to get to know Ellis. Now, you guys have the theme park history together. He was uh, he, he and I worked together at Harry Potter. And uh, he has a good, a good comment here. With how messed up things are in the world now, you got to find the humor in just about everything these days to stay somewhat sane. And I agree with that. You got to just find the humor. Or if if you're Alter Bridge, you can find the real. Bunch of shit. Okay, I just saw something funny. You know those things about if you start blah blah blah. 
on New Year's Eve at blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, happens. Okay. If you start the Office episode Casual Day, Season 5, Episode 26, at 11.59.44 on New Year's Eve, Kevin's famous chili will hit the ground exactly at midnight. Yes. Because it's 16 seconds into the episode. <laughs> I have seen that one, and that's pretty funny. <laughs> Oh, I know somebody who did Endgame at like the the nine at like nine twenty nine and whatever seconds. So Tony yeah. will snap his fingers at midnight. I know somebody who actually did that this year. Yeah, I saw that. I saw I, about that. I've seen how to make how to make Hans Gruber fall off Nakatomi Plot Tower. Yeah, I've seen that for a few years now, but this year it kind of really expanded. This year, <laughs> I've seen how to, getting the Death Star to explode right at midnight. I've seen that one. But that one's just funny because it's it's 16 seconds into the episode. I know. That one is pretty funny. <laughs> Famous <laughs> Chili hits the ground. Oh. Hi, Asha. All right. Okay. All right. I guess this episode's over, fellas. Sorry. <laughs> I guess he's being home invaded right now. Pretty much, yeah. Well, guys, uh, please join us next week. Please leave those comments for us to follow up on. I'd like to make the entertainment challenge a thing moving forward, but I will announce who won last year uh, as soon as I actually take the time to tally up the remaining points, which I'm just realizing now I had a bunch of outstanding points that I never did. But From like when we last did it, like in September? Pretty much, yeah. But, oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I believe, if I'm actually doing the math correctly, that we ended up with a tie for who finished in first place. Uh, hold on. Yes. Brian Leon and Matt Hardman would have tied for first place. Based right, on so here's the available you points. You, you two, each of you sent me a Facebook message to make me laugh. One that makes me laugh the most. With... <laughs> no, no, no. We'll just... Split the gift. We'll give one person half the cat and the other person the other half. Jesus mm. Christ. <laughs> right. So I buy them a book, but I only give them either odd and even number chapters, and they have to figure yeah, out yeah, how to piece Just ripping yeah. the book in half, like, rip strategic parts out. <laughs> without the same amount of pages. Brian, Brian gets the book, but Matt gets the plot points, and they have to put them together <laughs> and figure out what the story is. Good luck with that. Yeah, there's a let, let's I want to I want to bring segments back for for 2022. Entertainment challenge. Uh I'm going to retire the top 10 challenge cuz I really do need to focus on Chris Frank's universe. <laughs> Especially considering you yeah. guys are probably going to participate in some YouTube videos. That's what they're going to be. Yeah. But entertainment challenge we can absolutely do that. So here's your assignment, America. Go back to America's Funny Some Videos. Here's your assignment. Come up with ideas for an entertainment challenge, sort of some funny stuff that we can do. Present those ideas to me, and by midweek, I will present something for us to play. How's that sound? Sound good? Perfect. Happy 2022, everybody. Let's make this a great year and make it a great year for traveling. And if you want to travel in 2022, I know a guy who can do that for you. I realized he was wrapping up and he hadn't done it yet. Yes. I know. I, I just saw him like, oh, yeah, plugs. I, I kind of need to do that. EmersonCotton.Teletravel.com. 
Book your next trip with him today. Check out our partner shows, The Blake and Sal Show, The United We Fan Podcast with Mark and Brian, and my friend Tom Dickinson on the YouTube with the Watch Me Cook channel. It's the beginning of a new year, so you might be still picking out your vacation dates from work. I know I am. Do it up. up. I just found out how much PTO I actually had, and it was a lot more than I thought I did. So I was like, well, I'm going to use some of that. Because Shannon's on vacation next week, which is when I'm going to really make some headroom on getting some projects done. And I will end this episode with our other, the last comment I'd like to read from our friend Ellis Holmes who said that Polar Express was his porn name. And I got nothing else to add to that. <laughs> nothing else to add to that. So everybody have a have a great year. Welcome to 2022. Let's make this a productive year for all of us. Let's have some fun. And as Eric always says, be excellent to one another. So just do it. See you next time. Well, Eric says it, but yeah. This has been another episode of The Nerd Table on CKCC Radio. Check out all the shows at CKCCRadio.com and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.